Jesus, it's packed. Yeah, go down the back there, so. Welcome to the Snog with Richie and Lavin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Snug Podcast. My name is Richard Loftus. Uh, today we are joined by uh, Mark McConville, also known as uh, Rodney Owl. Uh, welcome to the show, Rodney. Good or Mark. Here, Which way? We, we, how should we uh, approach uh, it? Yeah, we go for Mark. Yeah, we go yeah. for Mark. Yeah. Good to be here, Richard. Yeah. Huh? Good to meet you. No, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, it's actually nice to uh, actually have a proper conversation now instead of in a dimly lit pub at whatever time it was the last time we went. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's a lovely day, Jesus Christ. You almost want to be outside. Yeah. Um, finally getting a bit of an Indian summer. I hope so. For probably you know, eight more hours or something, <laughs> and then that's it. That'll do. We'll take it. <laughs> um, so you're. Um, would you just call yourself musician, songwriter? Or what, 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 how would musician, you describe yourself? Song, I've seen, I mean, I see these things all over the internet. Musician, songwriter, producer, entrepreneur, uh, video maker. Uh, yeah. Uh, all of that stuff. I, I don't know. I guess I've done a bit of production and stuff like that. But yeah, mainly I'm just a songwriter, musician. Um, yeah, trying to trying to get by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were, you're originally from uh, Lurgan, up north originally from Lurgan in County Armagh yeah yeah um, grew up there in the 80s lovely time to be alive um, <laughs> with all that was going on and, <laughs> an exciting uh, time to be alive yeah um, yeah just like, grew up there it's great actually great place to grow up to be honest with you very split community obviously Lurgan is I'd say it's known as one of the worst oh, really? places like outside Belfast and Derry it yeah. was one of the worst hit places in the troubles you know mainly because of the yeah, it's very 50-50, always, always has been, still is. It's parts of the town, like, you can't walk past at a certain hour of night or you get the the uh, BGSs kicked out of you. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, so, yeah, things like that. But um, that was, it seems like a long, long time ago now, a couple yeah. of lifetimes ago. Really. And you come from a family of eight, is that correct? Yes. Jeez, yeah. you've done your research, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the youngest of a family of eight. So, um, yeah, a lot of music in the house and uh, late nights at weekends and all you know the parents uh, getting sing songs going and getting everybody out of bed and all that oh, cool, cool. the usual sort of uh, Irish uh, thing that happened in the weekends you know with music and that there's always a yeah there's always a connection to that in Irish families like somewhere along the way yeah so would you say that your musical taste was result of kind of trickle down from older brothers and sisters whatever they were playing in their say bedrooms uh you kind of oh, yeah overheard for sure her. as well as I mean just all the chart music that was around in the in the days that sort of gets into your head obviously as well but uh yeah a lot of stuff the cure and the smiths and things from older brothers in the 80s as well like you know uh and then an even older brother than that into zeppelin and yeah stones and things like that you know so yeah Rich, uh, a rich well to, to draw from there. Yeah, you know? yeah, rich mine to vein there. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Or rich vein to mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then when did you pick up the guitar or pick up... Um, First picked up a guitar when I was about 14, I reckon. But I'd, I'd been singing, like, I guess... I know the thing that you hear lots of people say, I was singing since I was a kid, but it wasn't everybody. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, but obviously kidding or uh, singing a song set if I can standing on the table and uh singing tunes for the for the family and stuff like that. And uh kinda of like get up there, Mark, and sing yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. But I didn't actually start playing until I was about yeah, around thirteen, fourteen. Got a guitar. My older brother played bass and uh in a band as well. Played with Philomena Begley actually. No way. <laughs> in a, yeah. we, uh, in we, a band for a while, but yeah, and that was, yeah. Uh, that's funny because we had little Johnny e on here last week and he was in a, a band in the late 70s. He's from Donegal originally, yeah. like, but they used to play up in Derry and stuff as well, but they actually supported Philomena Beatley. Oh, right, so there that's you go. strange that she came up in two episodes. Might have met my up. brother. Uh, yeah, probably did. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. Your brother's not Kevin Bacon by any chance. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not as far as I know. Uh, yeah, uh, I've lost my train of thought there now. So, um, Your brother was a bassist, you were saying, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he yeah he played with Philomena Begley, but that's not what he was really into at all. Like, he's, yeah. uh, he was kind of a punk. And then he got into Aquin the Bunnyman and The Cure and all of that sort of early 80s... Uh, Kind of post punk stuff, stuff yeah. yeah, and uh, I loved all that even from an early age, and all the other stuff too. That um, 60s stuff as well, you know, Velvet Underground, and yeah, just all was that. It didn't, it's only years later that I realized that a lot of people weren't even aware of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah. of my friends in school wouldn't have a clue what that was like, and you know, you'd have been called all sorts of names and everything for. I didn't help myself by wearing eyeliner and stuff, but you know. Ah, yeah, you know. <laughs> did you go, um, you didn't uh, happen to catch The Cure when they played here last year, did you? You know, not last year, no, but I went to see them. I was supposed to see them in um, Malahide Castle and couldn't do, couldn't because there was a death in the family just the day mm. before. Oh, sorry. And I know it was a few years ago now, like, um, so missed that and still haven't got to see them. Yeah. I'd love to see it, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. like it was like a family reunion because my brother was at it and his my sister was at it and we all kind of just met up there. All right. We kind of all bought the tickets separately, didn't know that we were all going, okay. but then we end up going together. And they're still a great live band. Like I've seen yeah. clips of them and stuff. Um, still worth well, world worth going to see. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look. Older, let's just say, let's be polite. Oh, but, God. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to us all. Like, but like, well, yeah, yeah. one or two of them, I was like, Jesus, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, they played for nearly three hours, and yeah. it was just Christ. It was great. It was like a greatest hits show, really. Yeah. Um, few new tunes popped in and out. Yeah, but like, yeah, just, and they were tight. Like, they were really good. Yeah. Like, you know. Oh yeah. I'm sure he's he's so quiet. And unassuming as well. He's, you know, he's nearly, after all these years, Robert Smith, like, you know, he's just like, you know. He wouldn't say much on stage. No, he's nearly anything. apologetic for, it was like, hi, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of thing. But um, yeah, they were great. They were great. I guess that's the way he's always been. You know, he, he's been like that since the days when it was cool to be sort of. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. a little shy. And uh, I don't know if that's still cool now. Seems to have gone the opposite way. Uh, who knows? Know. Maybe who that's knows? just for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when did you make the jump to London? Then was it um, secondary school? After secondary school? Just after secondary school. Yeah, I actually I left secondary school 
very early because of my birthday fall, fell I was 15 actually when I left and uh, oh wow that's that's young yeah um, although I was like 16 in the coming days after that but I was actually 15 when the school finished um, and just hung around for maybe a year or two I was 17 actually by the time I went to London yeah and that was just uh, I mean looking back I didn't f- feel like it was escaping or anything at the time but looking back it definitely was you know yeah it was like just time to get, to and, get out of here <laughs> yeah and was that just because you know normal teenage things you want to get away from home or was things kind of a bit sketchy and a bit right, of both a bit of both a yeah. bit of both but there definitely was a, an element of um probably there was a lot going on we're talking sort of like 87 88 oh yeah it was, well, that's uh, a, a it, heavy it was time, a very right? tough time up there like but uh yeah, I guess that was, like I said, I didn't really think of it like that at the time, but looking back, probably, it yeah. was like, without even really realising it, just, <laughs> there's something inside you going, yeah. get out, yeah. like, you know. And you didn't get any um, any kind of negative pushback when you arrived over to London with like... Uh, oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Quite a bit, actually. Uh, I mean, there was a load of lads from the north living in the same house for a good while, and we, we eventually made friends with other people English lads and stuff like that um, and sort of got, got a bit more mixed up with it we had a three or four houses going on between all of us but at the beginning it was just like a sort of six or seven lads in one house and that was great but you know everybody was getting some sort of shit from, yeah, yeah. from somewhere like some kind of hassle well I mean you know there's a lot of late 80s early 90s a lot going on even over in England there yeah with, uh, bombings and stuff yeah, yeah. so you were well, inevitably all that kind of job. yeah you were inevitably uh, sort of whether you liked it or not uh, there was a connection there that <laughs> that was going to be made by other people like you know yeah as soon it was a connection real or imagined kind of exactly yeah, yeah as soon as they hear ac- your accent like you know yeah even the police like I was busking over there uh, quite a bit and tube stations and stuff and one of my mates was called Paul McMahon and uh i never forget that, like, just because it was so stupid. That one of the policemen, you know, asking her names, and he said, Paul McMahon is my name. He said, you mean McMahon, like the footballer? And he went, no, I mean McMahon, <laughs> like my dad. Yeah, right? He said just like that, <laughs> and laughed, right? And your man sort of just straight-faced, like, no, you mean McMahon, like the footballer. Oh, wow. He's like, no, my name's McMahon, like... And he just kept on like that, and then eventually he said, "Right up into the office." It was like, for what exactly? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so we were, yeah. You had, they had us up in the office, took all of our everything out of the bags, all the jackets off, fucking throwing everything around the place, and just because he was like saying, "Nah, my name's not McMahon, not yeah, McMahon." This is how you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, and that was it. Um, so the, even that is just an example of how petty it kind of was you know yeah yeah i guess you know on the other hand maybe would it be the same if it was the other way around here it might well be you know True. so yeah I can, I can sort of see it that way too but at the time it seemed awful petty and we got into we got into shit for no reason at all you know just because we were irish like yeah, so. yeah but uh yeah it's got through it and we actually had a great time over there most yeah. of the time and you were just in london yeah 
just lived there in uh, in the outskirts of London around Sudbury and Harrow and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Harrow's like, there's a lot of Irish in Harrow, isn't there? There is, yeah. Loads, yeah. Yeah, um, I have cousins and stuff there. Yeah. There in Cricklewood and stuff like that. It's just. Yeah, it's a big. Cricklewood's a big sort of building. Uh, a lot of builders live around there. Yeah, yeah. It seems like big Irish area, yeah. Um, yeah, I did loads of things landscape gardening and worked in a couple of supermarkets and. Uh, and yeah, and the busking as well, which was the best crack, really. Yeah, and you were like, yeah. did you have to? In my head, you would you have to travel into the main high streets to go busking in London, or how you know such a massive city compared to say, yeah, busking on Shop Street or busking on Grafton Street. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a. I you would like. I mean, we're living in the outskirts. Probably, I don't know exactly mileage. Like exactly how far it's it's about twenty mile away from from London city centre Harrow and all that kind of area, yeah. you know just getting tubes in and then um, either if you were looking to go outside usually didn't have the money to pay for an actual ticket like so you yeah. have to jump the jump the rails jump the rails or just stay in the tube station like and not go out at all so okay that was, that yeah, was the yeah. trick of uh, you know if you couldn't get out that day or whatever but usually you could like so uh, there was always a way around it yeah yeah so you're, 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 you're you're just mm. looking for footfall, really, aren't you? Anywhere where there's a lot of people coming, going, coming and going, so a tube station yeah. would make sense. Like. Any long kind of, yeah, just a long, long tunnels there and stuff is great for natural amplification. Yeah, yeah, you know, so good acoustics. Yeah, yeah, um, and I mean, most of the time did pretty well. Yeah, to be honest, uh, not as well as I did when I came over to Galway though, because I, I remember the first time I busted in Galway, I made a hundred and eighty quid by myself Jesus in a day <laughs> in about two hours wow in two hours yeah wow. um, just uh, on the main street on shop street there it was outside um, where is it Kenny's bookshop now where Kenny's bookshop used to be yeah, yeah. anyway uh, yeah I think it's the woolen centre or something there now uh, but anyway yeah and that was like 180 quid so I wasn't really planning to stay up until that point but <laughs> <laughs> I was just here on it like oh go down and see what happens yeah, yeah. for a week or so and then it was like oh Jesus maybe I'll just stay around for the summer and then that turned into the year and all the rest you know that you fed into that very um, familiar Galway track. oh yeah very yeah. very familiar pattern of people who end up here yeah. Galway quicksand <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, so I might as well, we might as well go from Galway then since we're back here already so you were um, you were busking on the streets of Galway making a bit of money and then you got um, was it the manager of the Keys was it that um, spotted you on the street one day and yeah yeah there was a guy working in the Keys yeah I'd, I'd, I'd actually I'd seen the lad because you do notice people sort of you know I think it's just a, <laughs> being from the north maybe a security thing so <laughs> you do notice people if they're you know people looking around I always keep an eye on people it's just what's happening with them and who are they and if you see them two days in a row and all that crap. Uh, so there was that and your man had been watching me a few times like and then he just came up one night and said uh, I'm the manager down in the Keys there would you like to do a slot upstairs you know support and opening up for one of you know whoever's playing that night and yeah I ended up in there for a couple of years nearly every night and was still doing the busking and stuff like uh, oh, well. uh, sort of doing half hour slots in there yeah that was my first spot and it took off fairly quickly from there there's a place used to be called uh, 
just around the corner from the Keys. What was it called again? Bazaar. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I got a gig in there. Or no, actually, it was before it was Bazaar. It was uh, Punchbag Theatre. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. Punchbag Theatre, yeah. Um, I have vague memories that they used to have, like, um, was it a big pig or a cow, like, upside down? Yeah, like, they, they did yeah. weird decorations and yeah. stuff in the place. Like, yeah. it, it was nice, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was, that was another gig. So I started playing some original stuff in there and mixing it up with covers and... Uh, yeah, late nights in there. Sometimes I went on to three or four in the morning. Mm. I don't know how they got away with it, but they did. Yeah. Uh, it was great, yeah. Yeah. Great spot. Yeah, because there used to be another place. This was, it's long gone now. Um, it's kind of like where the Boujum is now. There was, used to be a wine bar yes. that opened really, really late as well. There there was, yeah. I remember that too. Uh I can't remember the. I couldn't tell you the name. I can't remember the name of the place, but I remember the hangovers really. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Their white wine was. Yeah, um, yeah. Rocket fuel. I don't know what they were. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I I remember that spot. Um, There was a few of those around Galway back in the day. There was one in Eglinton Street as well. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. um, You know where that like cash for. uh, Cash for gold places. Now there was a downstairs part of that. Oh no way! Down into a basement. And uh, it was like a wine bar as well. They used to put on original gigs, but the mad place. Even the people who owned the place were correct. weren't weren't quite right. Like you know, <laughs> 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 but you know, it's good. It's good back in the day. Yeah, but what, that, that's what you need, I suppose. And I suppose there's plenty of people far younger than us, and they have all their spots that they go at late night and go with these days. I'm sure there's places that yeah we're not aware of. Do you think there is? I'd, I'd like to think so I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. hope so for just for their own generation that yeah. they have a bit of that kind of crack um, I know just speaking even from last season of the show uh, we, we, we talked to a lot of DJs and stuff like that because that's what's young okay. that's yeah, what yeah. young people are listening to at the moment and um, while there isn't nightclubs or whatnot, there's a lot of like places like Oris Miguel and Oh, Cook's yeah, yeah. Co- and, uh, Cook's Corner and stuff like that. They're putting on different types of shows because certain kind of facilities aren't there anymore. So they kind of they have to make their own, which yeah. is, you know, it's just good, really, as well, because it's um it's a bit more independent and it's not as much. I don't yeah. know if you're playing in a place like. Think of a name of a nightclub. I can't really think of Karma or whatever that was. You know, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's very commercial, so you don't have, you know poetic license to play whatever kind of stuff you want you know yeah oh no definitely not I mean yeah I remember even back in the day in Cuba and stuff you couldn't really even do that there like yeah. just playing up there but you might get away with one or two but no more than that you know yeah what is even Cuba these days uh Magetigans Magetigans I think it's called yeah don't uh, know if there but is that's enough. a chain as well though isn't it like it is yeah yeah well I never was in it actually. I think is there a. Oh, it's like a sports bar. Is there even an upstairs in it now? Like, Don't know. Uh, yeah. Couldn't tell you. I know McGettigan's. Yeah, I've actually seen that on a lot on um, Instagram and stuff lately. That I think there's a. They have a whole thing going on over in Saudi Arabia now as well, where they have loads of bars over there, McGettigan's. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or Dubai, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so they have a whole chain even over there too. So. Yeah. Uh, um, so 
I presume it was in Galway then you you met up with the guys from No Banjo or Cartoon Teams or whatever um, title they were going to. That's yeah. correct to say that that's the, it's the same people that, involved. That in was both. the same, exactly the yeah. same band, yeah. They, they, they confused and arose from the fact that we were doing a, a sort of a cover thing, which was more of a sort of an old blues and... Uh, yeah, old blues and country blues kind of stuff, which was no banjo. And then the original band was Cartoon Thieves, but ah. it was exactly the same members. Okay. And somewhere along the line, the, <laughs> the lines got blurred, you know. Yeah. Uh, we were doing a, a Sunday night in Rushings for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I d I definitely. That was about 2008 to around. Yeah, for, for a few years there yeah. anyway, yeah. 2008 to 2010. A few of your gigs back in the day, all right, definitely. Yeah, and that, that was no banjo, and then it was Cartoon Thieves, and then we were kind of doing a mixture of both. And I don't know, I, I, to be honest with you, we got involved with Sharon Shannon. Yeah. I ended up as the Cartoon Thieves playing on one of one of her albums for two songs. And, uh, but really, we were only the Cartoon Thieves on that because she didn't want... She didn't want to have a band called No Banjo. She didn't want to be associated with the No Banjo thing because of uh, the implications. I guess that well, the traditional yeah yeah banjo is quite a big instrument, so yeah, it just yeah. seemed like it was like oh, we don't want to be called that. When you know, get away. Which I don't know. Fair it's understandable. Enough, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so for that reason, we said okay, we'll just keep it as the Cartoon Thieves. And then there was a point where we had to go around explaining to everyone that that was and uh, No Banjo is now the Cartoon Thieves, and the Cartoon Thieves are still the cartoon thieves and it i didn't even understand yeah to be honest what was going on for a while but uh yeah that's what happened they wanted us to change the name yeah for that album so we did uh not long after that now a lot of things i think we just kind of fell apart after yeah that. <laughs> and did you um you played on the late late show with sharon sharon did you we did yeah. yeah we did the late late show that must a have song been a called mama lou which was written by shane mcgowan oh wow. um yeah. yeah, it was good. It was but, a bit uh, of a surreal experience, maybe, was it? It was a bit funny. We were miming, like, you know. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I, I didn't think they did that. But. No, they do. Apart from Jack, uh, the singer, in, in, or one of the singers in the band, um, he was singing that song and he wasn't miming, but everyone else was, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, so it was a. It was a bit of an odd experience, all right, yeah, yeah. pretending to pretending to play, <laughs> to play and sing, you know. And who who was presenting at the time? Uh, your man Tuberty was. Oh, Tuberty, yeah, he yeah. was presenting that time. Yeah, <laughs> I think he might have just started not too long after that. Or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was probably well before all the backhanders and that started. Ah, well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, you yeah, didn't see no, any shady dealings going on in the background while you're <laughs> exactly. up there, no? Uh, yeah, the Water Boys were on the same night as us. So oh, nice. We were jamming with the Water Boys, singing uh, Wild Horses and stuff at the back of the, in the green room. I actually remember that more than the yeah more than the actual performance yeah, yeah. itself. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now Sharon was great to work with. I really like Sharon and lovely woman. Um, bit different to, to anything that I've done in all since like so mm. they've never really we've never really overlapped again we still see her walking her dogs every now and again around the cladding and stuff oh, okay does yeah. she live does she live in town does she she lives uh, around Salt Hill yeah okay. around the Salt Hill area I've never actually uh, come across her and um you 
Did you play with Donal Lunny for a time? Donal Lunny? No. No. If I, that, no, I, did I, did no. I say that somewhere? <laughs> I Hopefully not, because if I did, if I, if I, did, I was lying. <laughs> I, t- I thought, um, you know the guy that interviewed from uh, the Lurgan Grapevine, you know that interview you did on uh, oh, Facebook? Yeah. I thought he dropped uh, Donald Lunny's name. Donald Lunny. He might have done. He might have done and I just let it go because I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was a funny conversation actually to watch. You obviously knew knew each other from back in the day. so. Well, we we did and we didn't. Like, it's one of those things that, yeah, I always find that you end up sort of knowing people just from the internet in a yeah. funny sort of way. And of course, I knew people that, that he knows and he knows people that I know. So you end up feeling as though you kind of know each other. Yeah, yeah. But I'd I'd say I, I, yeah I definitely met him a few times yeah. and we hung out a few times but uh, that was that would have been probably when I was fifteen or something yeah, you know what I mean now, he's a box he was a boxer as well and so was I so yeah I think we kind of knew each other from then too you know uh, more than the music time. yeah but uh, yeah he's a good, he's a good lad uh, always put always willing to put stuff out up and. Uh, you know, having a good word to say about you, and if you're releasing anything, or he'll always sort of let people know, which is handy. He's good because he's a good few followers on that page. Yeah, yeah, ten thousand followers or something. Any kind of help is great, like you know, when Absolutely. you're trying yeah. to put yourself out there. As an independent artist, like, and uh, every little bit helps, as Tesco say. Yeah, all those good. Yeah. So, um, how did the uh, Broadney Owl project start then? Um, I suppose. My main thing after the no, we we always as as no banjo cartoon thieves was uh was to get an album and you have some ghost cows around here as well <laughs> my column too, uh was to get a an album out you know and we had like a bunch of songs and just could never get it together to actually we recorded them and stuff could yeah. never get it together to actually get it out you know yeah. uh. And so that was very frustrating to me. <laughs> and so one of the first things, when that all sort of ended, like, and it, you know, the debris had, was cleared away and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> one of my first things was just, just, just get an album out and get something done before I die. Cause, yeah. You know, I just didn't really know where, what was going to happen after that and uh, where it was all going to take me. So yeah, just get an album out, get some recording gear. And I recorded that out, uh, first album at home. And so I, so I think out of my first gig at Rodney Isle in about 2013, something like that, in nearly 10 years when I, I released the album in 2016. So it took me, took me a couple of years to get it to a point where it was at home, like where I knew what I was doing yeah. and to then record it and sort of get it to a point where it was acceptable to, for the public. Like, uh, yeah, and then I had uh, my daughter there who you met at the mm-hmm. door. It was born. I actually had it ready 2015, but then the partner was pregnant and daughter was born in February 2016, or 15, sorry. So I left it for a year nearly Yeah. before bringing it out. And it kind of went on the back burner for a while. Uh, Priorities. Yeah, kind of had to be done and didn't even have the money to, to do it then at that particular point. Um yeah, and then when I got it out, it was like, yeah, just try and get some gigs. And I still did continue to do cover gigs, though. So, and I I learned eventually that uh, 
that was probably detrimental to doing anything original like you know because it's all oh, right because the two clash against each other do they? they very much do like i well i i find they do okay it was just uh yeah it was very hard to, to put the time into to the original thing the the time it deserved while yeah. still uh playing three four nights a week and doing the other thing inevitably you just ended up no matter how much you wanted to put your energy into the other thing the original stuff was kind of taken away by the the yeah the, the the sort of in the bread and butter of it like and just making yeah. a few quid uh so i don't know i guess around the pandemic time once that hit so jumping forward a bit yep. there now but once that kind of hit i that was when i took the decision to right let's knock the the covers on the head altogether can't yeah. be doing them now anyway so yeah uh and then when everything did come back i just thought it just seems like a good time to try and push the the yeah, other thing to you know, push the, it forward the original thing yeah so i in my head i've really only been doing that since the last few years you know yeah it's only it's only really become a a real thing like uh, since since the pandemic really yeah and you produced that with um oh, i just lost the page there paul roland the first album yeah yeah the when Paul plays in a few bands around town and Kiff and stuff like that around town as well and he used to work out in uh, TG Gar doing uh, sound for cartoons oh, okay. cartoons and stuff like that yeah. Um, uh, yeah they really I basically kind of produced it how I could at home and then brought it to someone else who knew a bit more than I did about uh, polishing it up and finishing it off you know? yeah yeah uh, so he didn't do too much to it he just sort of corrected them <laughs> <laughs> the mistakes and said that's how you want it to sound yeah yeah that's how i'll leave it but you know you should have done it this way and uh, oh, okay, okay. grant you know so that he sort of took over the technical side of it and yeah and sorted that out uh yeah and i mean i like it it's kind of a quaint little album i don't know if you listened to it i did yeah it's a um yeah it's very it's it's a bit amateurish but it suits it, you know. Yeah. As in, it suits the the feel of the songs and stuff in it. I think. Yeah, it, it's it's a charming album, I think. Yeah. Um, and I know you said there during the introduction that you're a bit of a video maker. So, mm. so the the videos that are up on YouTube for the songs for from Wo, did you create them yourself? All yeah, most of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, two uh, videos that were animated by a guy called Simon Riley, who is from Manchester. I think he lived in Galway for a good few years, but he's moved to Belfast now. I think he got a job up there. Uh, so the two animated ones for Panic Attack and uh, House Full of Ghosts were done by him. Yeah. And uh, they're really, really well done, actually. You should check them out. Yeah, they are. Check them out, people. Yeah, check them out. Uh, That's on the, uh, the Rodney Old YouTube page. Yeah, It'd be the handiest place to to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For an accessible there, um, all the red the rest of them were done by myself. Yeah, and there you can kind of tell. <laughs> you can kind of tell, but again, it's. Uh, I think they suit the. Yeah, I think they work. I I I, I wouldn't uh, castigate yourself too hard. About yeah, yeah, and I good. I did a couple of videos then for some singles after was well. They got a little bit better and got a slightly better. Um, computer and uh, a couple of better programs and stuff to actually do yeah. videos with 
So, uh, but probably by the time I'd got to do them, the rest of the world had moved on, and they 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 were still the same distance behind, if you know what I mean, for yeah. what everybody else would have yeah, been doing. Yeah. But I don't know. I I I like the. I like the sort of amateur look rather than a glossy, yeah, yeah, really well produced sort of feeling. I, I, I think musically, I'd sort of be that way inclined as well. And it, it, how would you describe the sound of the first album? Because you kind of it's kind of electric folk, is what you're. Is that a kind of a two? Yeah, I, I suppose to there are quite a there are a few uh, very mellow tunes on there, sort of acoustic-y and. Uh, you know ambient sounds and stuff and then there's a few more that are a bit harder hitting like yeah uh, but electric folk sounds about yeah it's a good way of putting it yeah uh, yeah i haven't really come up with a better one <laughs> <laughs> with a better one yet like to sort of round it off nicely you know but yeah yeah i think that's it's, it's folky but it's uh, folky and a bit quirky and uh, yeah. sometimes a bit angry yeah it kind of reminded me <laughs> some of the songs kind of remind me kind of like early bowie at, at stages well I'll, I'll take that yeah. yeah but you can definitely hear um then kind of on the the kind of more uh, raucous ones they kind of the um, the velvet underground kind of influence the way the kind of some of the stuff are kind of louder more more clanging guitars yeah I, yeah there's some uh I kind of like the dynamics between some some very quiet and soft songs, but then a big massive guitar solo in it, or yeah, <laughs> really something that just breaks all of the the previous sort of uh, thoughts that you've just given to people on on the song is just sort of uh, smashed in a in yeah. a second, you know. Yeah. I, I like the idea that always just uh, you know always to keep a or keep a surprise in mind, or you know have a surprise coming up. Yeah, is always good. Uh, either either in a chord change or in sounds or whatever something completely different to come into a song is I always like a bit of that on a on an album anyway to have a few tracks like that you know? yeah uh, so you, you you finally got to to make your stamp in your album or whatever within 2006 or 2016 yeah um and then you, is it correct to say that you um you had a retrospective ep then with the the cartoon teams did that actually that finally came out didn't it i did it, it's only it's only on Bandcamp, really okay and yeah i mean that was done as a, it was the cartoon thieves really originally that recorded that and i i just put it out as a rodney Isle and the cartoon thieves oh okay as yeah. A, yeah um as a retrospective thing because I, I knew loads of people from around the town who were saying why the fuck didn't you ever yeah, release yeah. anything you know so it just seemed like a nice time to I had a word with the other lads and said do we mind doing this like you know and I call it that and everyone was there uh, to, ver to varying degrees everyone said ah yeah go ahead yeah you know um, and that was done it actually it was really well received yeah <laughs> better than better than the album the, the few years previous I would say really yeah, yeah well it was just more there were more people interested in it and sort of yeah sort of caught the eye of more people like because just because the cartoon thieves was was on there you know yeah but, yeah. Uh, yeah you've got to you've got to use whatever <laughs> whatever is available yeah, to get yeah. to get the name out there you know um but i suppose it's yeah. easier if there's like four or five of you in a band you know to get a bit of momentum because you can all go you know 
check this out. Uh, yeah, this. exactly. Yeah. Instead of do it going on, going solo on your own, yeah. like, you know. I mean, at, at the time, we weren't. None of us were very savvy on computers or or the internet or yeah. something. That I've I've possibly learned a bit since then. Like, uh, but even that was just a little bit before all of the. You know the social media thing really yeah. took off and all of that. Like, so uh, I guess we'd have been. Yeah, we'd have been eaten up by all of that really because we hadn't a clue like yeah. like most people of yeah. my generation yeah uh, yeah I've, I've gone off on, I've gone off on a tangent again there now it's alright take me back take yeah, me back yeah. <laughs> that's what this show was built on really you know yeah. <laughs> random blends in, in one direction or another yeah. um, and then uh, between that release say and the most recent one uh, Truth is Broken 2023 mm. uh, you were signed by um the Blackgate label is that correct? Yeah. And uh, how did that come about? Did they just they just knew you from around Galway City, or well, did yeah, you approach I'd, I'd played, them? Or? Yeah, I played. Yeah, I played. I played a few times, uh, both in a covers kind of capacity and and uh, you know like a few uh, support gigs and stuff mm. uh, with originals. Supported. Um, geez, I've forgotten his name now. Your man with the dreads from the north. There, he called Newton Faulkner. No, no. Oh, uh, uh, Duke Special was it? That's yeah. the man. Yeah, Duke Special and stuff in there, and uh, yeah. They, so they were they Peter in there was was aware of me anyway. Let's say, and I kind of knew Peter from me. Actually, the first gig I ever did was uh, supporting Peter King. Oh, okay. He's sort of one of the the main owners of the yeah, backyard yeah. and stuff. Uh, in Antivark, was that about two thousand thirteen? As I said, so he was a. Well, still is a musician and songwriter himself. Um, and it was uh, he's his time is more taken up by other stuff these days, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I they just asked me. I was in the process of kind of releasing an al a, another album, but I was doing it a single at a time, mm -hmm. and then that sort of all went up in the air when they got in touch and said, "Look, we'll put out the." They'd just done Neve Regan's. Oh album, yeah, and. Uh, Peter said, "Like we'd like to put out your album, um, and we just re-record everything. I, I, you know, the recordings that I had, a four or five of the songs already that ended up on the album. Yes, um, which now I suppose they sound kind of like demos, you know. But I did release them as, as singles at yeah. the time, and then we sort of went back and re-recorded." three or four of those I suppose and they, they ended up on the album with different versions of those on the album as well and uh, a lot more um, a lot uh, a lot better produced and sort of lush yeah sounding you know than yeah it, it's 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 on a, it's on a larger scale you could say maybe the second album it is um, and in some ways sometimes it works I think other times I don't know. I'd I'd have done it a bit differently myself, you know. Yeah. I wasn't obviously. I had say I had a lot of say in what was going on on the album, but it wasn't only me. So somewhere along the line, your uh, your ideas get sort of uh, mixed up into other people's ideas, and sometimes yeah. they get just get lost altogether. Yeah. I don't know. I find uh, the album is is good, but. I think could have been better. Am I being too honest here? I'm probably being too oh, honest. Wait, wait, wait. 
Is there, can you ever it's be too brilliant. honest? Brilliant! You will Don't get yourself hear, in trouble here now. Never hear a better album. I didn't get to record the third album, unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. But you, uh, you produced that with um, Alex Bordwick. Alex Bordwick, yeah, yeah, who produced uh, Neve Regan's album as well. Yeah, and it's produced Lancome and and lots of other. So you're, good you're in good too. company there, like you know. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess it's it for me. I don't know. I suppose my stuff. Is, anyone would say that, like, but my stuff is quite uh, subtle. I suppose in yeah. some ways, and very. It's very important. I think that you know that you get that as a as a producer, or you know. Yeah. Not saying Alex didn't know, but uh, some of the songs he did, and some of the songs he was more. Um, he had an idea and he stuck with that even no matter what I said you know yeah, and yeah. I, a few times I was like eh, I'm not completely happy with that. and that must have been a new experience for you really because it was you, I mean self-produced the first album yeah. and now it's it's in something else and I would I would kind of be very sort of a uh, certain about uh, what I wanted things to sound like sometimes uh, and when someone's coming to you yeah. with different ideas it wasn't always easy to sort of marry the two things you know yeah. but I think we we got a, a good album out of it in yeah the end. I think you did yeah yeah um, I think it's something you definitely should be proud of to be honest with you yeah no I am but I always thinking it could have been better you know yeah yeah but I guess it could have been worse too so that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's another way of looking at it it's a good thing you're saying that though instead of someone else <laughs> exactly um and actually going back to your 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 Lurgan roots for the cover of the album, it's yourself oh, yeah. back in your boxing days. Indeed. Before you got screwed in the RDS. I did. <laughs> Jeez. Wow, well, that stuff's all out there. Did you actually read that somewhere? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, Yeah, I did, yeah. I always I was felt I always felt as though I was robbed in the yeah. RDS, yeah, because I was fighting a lot. So you're Ulster champion under twelve, is that correct? Is that like you yeah. say? Yeah. <laughs> under twelve, yeah. Uh, yeah still counts it does still counts, <laughs> still counts. Uh, only 12 also champion yeah and uh, lost in the final of the All-Ireland then yeah uh, but if you lose in in the All-Ireland final that means you still got a silver medal no it didn't work like I, that perhaps not you know what I don't think I did no, no. I mean if I did I must have thrown it away and, and blocked it out of my memory or something yeah, no yeah. I don't think I did no. I don't think there was any no you just uh, lost and that's it yeah uh, Jesus yeah, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> when you were on with your friend there from Lurgan, all right, he described you as a a lazy and effortless boxer. Was that a was that a La languid or something? I oh yeah, yeah. I kind of was. No, you know, I, I I I get what he means. Yeah, yeah. I guess I sort of would have been. Um, I wouldn't have been exactly action packed, but I got the job done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was very hard to hit. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> for, for being quite tall, you know, I was, uh, I'd have been taller than most of the guys I was fighting with, uh, taller and skinnier than most of the guys we were fighting. So it was just, most of the time, it was just uh, getting out of the way of the punches. Yeah. Was the uh, the biggest part of it. And then just landing them as, uh, as you're moving away. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you're getting points for that all the time. Yeah. So I'd have been a boxer rather than a fighter, like. Uh, okay, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I so understand I'd, what you mean. I was quite good like that, and so yeah, just getting avoided or avoided being hit all the time. Yeah. So they couldn't get any points. So. 
And yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> <laughs> and did, did you honestly now? You can be as honest as you like here. Okay, now with okay. This. Do you really think there was a Ulster bias when they were going to judge the points, or? I did, yeah. Really, yeah. I did. Well, I mean, I might have been. I might have. I suppose I may have been swayed in my thinking there, like from uh, yeah. from the the coaches, you know. But you often hear that in boxing, don't you? Because it's like it's say it's harder for a British fighter to win in the states. Yeah. You know, the judges go against them. So I think it might have been. I mean, the guy was the guy was fighting in the final was from it was from Dublin as well. You know, he wasn't a Cork man or or Galway or something like that. Like he was actually from Dublin. Oh, he's Dublin. Yeah, so uh, you know, there was, I'm not might have been a north south thing, but it might have been a I'm this lads from fucking Dublin thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I was, and I mean, I, there was no way I definitely won, but yeah, you know, another day I could have if it had been up north, I'd have probably got the decision. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, that's why I'd say it. Uh, yeah. But no, it was close. It was close. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can you say? He won. The screw Maybe that's just the way it was supposed to be, you know. Might yeah. have been, mightn't have been here talking to you now if it, yeah. <laughs> if it wouldn't have happened. Uh, so, um, yeah. So that's you're in your your heyday on the cover of the album, and then yeah. where does the um, truth is broken? Where does the the title come from? That was just a line from from one of the songs, which uh, ended up being called "Truth Is Broken." I don't think it was at the time when I wrote it. It was called something else. I can't remember what it was. That was a, a voiceless siren cries a song through my eyes. It's called "The Truth Is Broken." Is a line of from from that song from yeah. the title track. I think and the title. So that, yeah, go on. So that just seemed. I don't know. Just I was going to call it for all my one true loves, which is the last song on the album. Yeah. And I had a last minute change of heart. Just thought like that. Just seemed like too much of a mouthful. Yeah. For all my one true loves, you know. Um, still the title of the last song but uh you know just truth is broken seems seems better and it seemed to fit the the times um just towards the end of the yeah i suppose that song actually seemed to fit the title of the song seemed to fit the times more around the the end of the trump era and all yeah, that yeah. it's like you know fake uh, news sorry fake news yeah yeah exactly uh yeah, I, I, I'd say the yeah, truth is broken and and loser. I think are were my uh, favorite off the album actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loser's a nice one as well. Um, that was written on a Spanish guitar and then translated to piano by the great Agustina Taborda there. Oh, who you would have met in the yeah, band yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that it totally changed the song. Really, it was a very uh, kind of a. I don't know. It, I mean, it's nothing like Christy Moore at all. But there was something about that song on an acoustic guitar that always it always had a bit of a a bit too folky to me. Yeah. Sort of like so. I asked Agostina to try and play it on piano. Changed the feel of it totally. I felt and uh, yeah, just give it a really original feel. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was one of the ones that I am very happy with. Actually, uh, the way it came out. Yeah. And um, what else was on? Waiting actually, I quite liked. Kind of yeah. um, talking heads feeling. That's what. Do you think? Of, yeah, that's what okay. came to my mind when I was listening to it. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting was um, again a piano tune. I bought an old. I didn't actually buy an old piano. I got an old piano um, 
for nothing well, just out of somebody's size that was looking rid of it and uh, I'm not much of a piano player but I can pick out a few chords yeah and that came on the piano during the pandemic and that's sort of what the song's about as well it's just uh, yeah it's a lot of it's a very, sarc- very sarcastic song. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, just a lot of the... Yeah, I've always been a good boy and all of that stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah, that was just a song bit built on uh, sarcasm and anger and uh, sitting at a late night playing piano, trying not to wake up the, the child upstairs, yeah, you know. Course. So it came out quite, uh, quite uh, soft and quiet at first, but... It, it goes a bit mad later and yeah tune, yeah uh yeah there's a there's a there's a single version of that that was released before the album that's much mellower and uh a bit more ambient in in the feel of it as well yeah which is a nice version too but uh yeah that's yeah talking heads okay yeah. I, do, I do love yeah. talking heads yeah. don't know if i hear it in that song but i'll, I'll take that as well okay yeah. bowie and talking heads we're doing well here <laughs> Every, everybody's ear is different I suppose uh, absolutely so um, you're out in Kinvara talking to me today but uh, yeah. this evening you're then you're playing in Tyre in uh, Kinvara in the courthouse with um, Peggy Trundle that's correct yeah Yeah. how did you meet Peggy or how did the the, um, the gig come about well, I've, been, I've been aware of Peggy the last couple of years really uh, just through Instagram and all of that stuff and seeing the, hearing the name around from other people Um and then I was at, uh, or not at, I was at my own gig. Yeah. <laughs> I was at, uh, I was at my own um, album launch, funnily enough. Oh yeah. And nice to you show up. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she was there and uh, came backstage with Sam and Dave who were playing bass and drums oh, okay. uh, uh, at the album launch. Sam and Dave from... Um, why do I always forget the name of that band? A really good band, and I can't remember the name of them. Galway band. Uh, my, I'll get it in a second. Don't worry. Sorry. Um, anyway, Sam and Dave from that band from Galway. Ah, uh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> a good name, actually. Yeah, <laughs> band from Galway. Uh, my fellow sponges. Ah, okay. Yeah. There yeah, we yeah. go. Uh, yeah, they they knew Peggy because they'd. Uh, played on some of her recordings before and she was backstage and got talking to her a little bit and then from there she asked me did I want to come and play this gig and I'm up for playing any gigs now at all really so anywhere that I can get to and uh, and play I was like yeah I'll do that no oh, good. and so I'm looking forward to it actually tonight there should be some other people that I haven't played to around before yeah. and, and uh, yeah just it's sold out as well, guitar. I think you said this morning, was it? It is sold yeah. out. I think there's three tickets left in uh, the health, one of the health shops in Kinbarra. Ah, there, okay. So, yeah. Uh, and that's it. But online is sold out and all of that. So Good. Will there be anything on the door? I don't think so. No? No. As far as I know, it's uh, online is sold out. And, but yeah, just there's three tickets left, I heard. Okay. And I can't remember the name of the shop now. My memory's gone shot altogether. <laughs> yeah. Would you have a few um, other gigs? You're you're playing up in Carrick Fergus, and you're playing up in you're out playing at the Clifton Arts Festival. Yeah. And you're playing up in Dublin. And you're playing up in Westport. Yeah. Um, and fall right into place and uh, out in Clare Galway Castle. Yeah, that's, that's an actual uh, interesting thing to be uh, involved in. It's a nice old lineup. Yeah. Yeah. 
some some great bands playing out there. Uh, Soda Blonde and uh, yeah, I'm just it's just going to be me and the guitar. I've been playing a lot of gigs with a band or with a trio recently, yeah. but uh, a few coming up now where I'm just going to be me. So that's a whole whole other thing. Uh, I'm trying to do um, just myself and an electric guitar rather than going for the acoustic sort of folky. Bob Dylan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just to try and, uh, yeah, just to give it a bit of a different feel and sound, stuff live. And yeah, it's nice. I've had, on on those gigs coming up, I've been doing some as a duo with Agostina and some of the trio with uh, Agostina and Jack, who is who used to be in uh, Cartoon Thieves as well. Okay. Um, so uh, different sets and you know solo set and uh, and different versions of the song. Some of them that are on piano on the album. I'm now playing on guitar and some of them are much faster or slower than they were. Yeah, it's nice. I like to I like to keep myself interested even. By, yeah, exactly. Uh, by changing up the songs and yeah, yeah. Depending, some of the songs don't work if I try to play. If I you know, Agustin is playing with me or playing keys or bandonian like she does and if i'm on acoustic it works really well but then if it's just me on acoustic and she's not there suddenly it just sounds like you're just playing chords and singing and it's melodies are missing in parts yeah, of the tune. Yeah. so then i'm thinking well i can be lazy and just do that or i can actually you know get out the electric and use a few pedals and yeah yeah change it up a bit so that's what i'm trying to do so it's a bit experimental and we'll see how it goes tonight like her. yeah yeah looking uh, forward to it good good so just for those dates anyway in case anybody is looking um, it's the 4th of September in Carrick Fergus in no, 9th 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 of September next Saturday in uh, Carrick Fergus yeah and uh, I'm also I've recorded some new stuff recently too Um. and I'm looking at trying to get out a single for uh, a Halloween single for, ah okay would you believe Uh just because nobody else is really doing it like yeah, uh, yeah. it might be a bit novelty-ish but the song isn't but the yeah. idea is yeah. I, I get that but it's you know just to, to try and sort of put something out there that uh, it might grab a bit of attention yeah for a week mm -hmm. and uh you know people might, might remember you from that but a song called i am dead oh um, yeah hence the halloween thing you know um, actually that's 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 on your youtube actually yeah I think it might a, be a, a live version, version up yeah, there yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so I recorded uh, some stuff recently for that and works for a Halloween team exactly yeah. yeah so that's the idea and just to just want to keep it going for me there was too long between album one and album two yeah part of that was the pandemic thing yeah. obviously uh, but you know should have really been before that anyway I think uh, should have been out earlier than that and so now I'm just kind of thinking, get on to moving on to it from as yeah, soon as possible. I've, I've, uh, I've probably, well, yeah, I've pretty much another album written. Okay, great. And demoed at home. I've already recorded two new songs and uh, the guts of I Am Dead as well. And yeah. Trying to get that ready for October and I'll be, I'll be treating the, the YouTube people to another homemade video as well <laughs> for that one there's oh, it's going to be all sorts of graveyards and all those kind of things that you oh, wouldn't expect okay. for halloween you know um so if people are trying to find your stuff 
It's Rodney Owl on Facebook and on Instagram. And yeah. The albums are available on Bandcamp and anywhere else. Bandcamp. Well, I mean, it's yeah, Bandcamp's the best place to go because you can buy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Spotify and Apple Music and all that as well. Uh, but you're better off buying it on Bandcamp first and then you can listen to it. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. You can listen to it wherever, you can take me wherever, wherever you go, you know. Uh, but yeah, um, not a big fan of Spotify and all of that, but I suppose it's just a, it's we just live the way now. it is and there's not, yeah. not a lot that anyone can do about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm even getting used to that sort of telling people to go to Spotify and it, it always feels like I'm doing myself out of something. But yeah, I, but I guess we're not really the main main way anybody's making any money these days is gigging. Like, so yeah. if you can get some following, no matter how it comes about, yeah, uh, gigging is the way to go. Like, I think, mm. yeah, ain't nobody making money from our independent anyway, making money from uh, Spotify alone or anything yeah. like that. Like, it's just like, what do you get? Zero point zero 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 six cent a stream or something. That'll pay your mortgage for you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, but uh yeah, more more releases to come soon and gigs as well. So good stuff, good stuff. Well thanks yeah. so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. No bother. Great no bother. to be here now. And a sunny and a sunny Saturday evening. Indeed. Um, so that's it lads thanks very much for listening uh, this has been the Snug Podcast uh, check us out on all those social places it's the Snug S-H-N-U-G and check out Rodney Owl Snug uh, Snug yeah. uh, we, we went with that because the Snug had been taken already and we didn't realise so we said oh we better all do right. something about this yeah you know because obviously we did a lot of investigation before we started <laughs> and we recorded a fucking few at this stage so we were like well we're stuck now with it so you know yeah you know it ties in with the west of ireland team i suppose so you know that's what we can say at least yeah yeah <laughs> same as me actually with the rodney owl thing uh, i didn't know i didn't know that there was a, a singer called rodney crowell <laughs> <laughs> until i'd released my album and then someone said to me have you ever heard of Rodney Crowell? And I was like, what? No. He said, oh, yeah, look, it's fun. Oh, he's like a million followers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I just stuck with it because, like, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Rodney Owl, Rodney Crowell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're not still recording, are we? Oh, we are. Oh, we are. Oh, there we go. Anyway, Rodney Crowell, if you're out there, change your name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, everybody. Cheers, lads. <laughs>